Hey, welcome to Let's Watch a Full Length Movie on YouTube. Here, let's hear more about it. L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-G. I'm Michael Spiegelman. And I am Carl, not Spiegelman. Join us every Sunday, 2 to 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on mutinyradio.fm for... The Let's Watch a Full-Length Movie on... YouTube. We watch the best movies that... Uh, aren't they good? Well, they're chosen by uh, Here's you. his theme song again. Bye. Okay, bye. Watch Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Michael Spiegelman and Carl, who wrote that theme song, and he's on the phone. Bonjour. The uh, French duh. Oh, duh. I don't <laughs> The French, not the French duh. Oh, not the duh duh. Uh, we are, our show, let me explain this concept. It's called Let's Watch a Full-Length Movie on YouTube. So we want you to go to YouTube. We want to make sure you're still listening to us and we want you to play the movie and listen to us at the same time. I don't, I don't, know, what, I don't know what else to tell you. Carl, what is the movie today? Today we're going to see School for Sex. School for Sex, 1969. Okay. And you will search for simply that, School for Sex, based I, 1969. I suggest the publisher star cinema sounds good now this is restrictive so let me see if i need to sign in something i should have figured out before i got I sat down here at the studio oh. oh i do have to sign in what a bummer yeah i thought I we could I'm just launch into this in, movie but no all right hang Podcast on listeners it's time to pause <laughs> yeah all right i gotta get my phone carl okay so just to remind you again as if you needed to know it's school for sex Search for that in your YouTube search engine, School for Sex 1969. Once you're there, you'll find two serious copies. We're choosing, I think, the first one, Star Cinema. Star Cinema. Okay, I am logged in, so I'm going to go hit pause, uh, and then it's going to not work, and then I'm going to get very frustrated, and then I'm going to pause it. All right, so it's all set up. Uh, we are going to have uh, a countdown, and when the countdown is uh, commenced, we want you to go ahead and press play. When the king of the counting, <laughs> the maestro of descending numerals, Mr. Count Backwards, give it up for Let's Get Ready to Brumba, Paul Brumba. Thank you, thank you, thank you, guys. Good to be here. Carl, good to know that you're on the right coast taking care of business. You guys know the drill. Get that finger over that triangle and do it in three, two, one, go. Rated X. Uh, rated X. This is an X-rated movie from 1969. This is the movie your parents, uh, if you're of a certain generation, your parents fucked to this movie and conceived you. <laughs> it's a Pete Walker production. Pete Walker. Yeah. Pete Walker. Known for horror and exploitation. Oh. Peter Walker? Not Peter Walker. Peter, not Paul Walker from Fast and the Furious. No, I would, I'm just thinking that would hurt if you had to walk on your Peter. <laughs> Peter walking. Uh, no, Paul, you don't understand the concept. You don't walk on your Peter. A Peter Walker walks on whoever he can get his hands on. Peter Walker. 
Huh, I never thought he... Or, how, he take, or he takes his Peter out for a walk. He takes his Peter for, out <laughs> for a, a walk. He's a Peter walker. Well, it has to go pee. Oh, he's a pee, pee walker. He, he's going to take his pee oh, out for a walker. Peter W. Let's just play with his name. I have no interest in watching this movie. Which, by the way, I've never seen Carl Wink Wink. School for Sex. Listen, don't watch the film. <laughs> I want to watch the film. You watch the Now, Carl has... Well, how many times have you watched this film? Uh, this is the third time. I know that's a little... Usually, it's like fourth, but no, only three times. There's it's, not much to this film, and there's it's, hardly anything to research. It's pretty it shallow. It is. it is what it is. Yeah. Well, these are films... Uh, the premise of our podcast is that growing up, I read about a lot of shitty movies in books. And now with YouTube, I could just watch them directly. Now, we are so in England right now. It's just reeks of England in the 70s. It's really 69, but... It's 70s it's style. Close. Well, that explains why he's walking on the wrong side of the sidewalk. <laughs> Absolutely, he is. He is on his way to court. It's a very serious day, and he's taking it quite casually until he sees the court. Oh, uh, there he goes, yikes, court day. Yep. There's our European... So, oh, that guy's on the wrong side of the road. So he's he bought fish and chips and crisps already. It's remarkable. And a copy of oh, 2000 no. AD. Mike, you don't understand class in English. He did not buy fish and chips, this guy. Oh, this guy's an upperclassman? Oh, absolutely. Oh, all right. As a matter of fact, the barrister, the lawyer, in yes. his defense, starts bragging about how class and posh he is and how rich he is and how he didn't have to work for anything. And Your guy. Honor wants to throw him in the clink. Why? Why would you do that to a white guy? Oh, look at that. He's got a signature. Pete Walker. Yeah. <laughs> Pete Walker. Written, produced, and directed by Pete Walker. Well, when he says written, he meant his signature. Yeah, right, and there's no script to this movie. <laughs> What's this movie about? Uh, I don't know, Naked Ladies? Two what the hours. Fuck? Yeah. No, it's not. It's there's a Bris 75. I could get out of here on time for my show. Now, look, that's their real hair, except for that silly woman, the blonde. Clearly, that's a wig. Hey, Carl, why do all the uh, judge dudes in England have frosting on their heads? Why? I don't know. I'm asking you. That was re- Oh, really? Oh, darn. Look. They're decorating their cake. They're uh, very. They got to put on their barrister wigs for this movie. Okay. Now, what we need to do is listen to the barrister, okay. so that we can get mad at the well, guy for being rich. Here he is. Here's the guy, rich guy. Ooh, he's looking at those legs. Way. Yep, he can't help himself. <clears throat> he's an expert. The male gaze. No. <laughs> May it please your lordship. I would like to uh, ask the court's indulgence to allow me to say a few words in the defendant's favor in the hope that uh, your lordship might be persuaded to mitigate whatever sentence your lordship might have in mind. Okay, please, very well. Indulge. Very very little from you during this case. As you can see, my lord, my client is no ordinary criminal off the streets. He's a man who comes from an excellent family background. Okay, you're innocent. He has wealthy, titled parents and a high... (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. In the Bronx, they'd be like, well, screw him. I got your family right here. He was, in fact, awarded the Military Cross for gallantry. Ooh. That's a good credit. That's a good credit. So he's a veteran. Demobilization from the cavalry in 1940. He's got the distinguished Iron Cross from the Germans in World War II. (laughs) Oh, uh, we got—we're flashbacking. 
yeah, the barrister saying that he got as a present on his 18th birthday this estate worth three million pounds. Wow. You know what I got for my birthday? Pancakes. <laughs> Thanks, Dad. <laughs> huh? I made them just how you like them. Eat your fucking pancakes, birthday boy. <laughs> it was the worst 48th birthday. That both his parents had been killed during a bombing raid while staying at their Knightsbridge apartment in London. And that he had inherited the entire Wingate estate. Wait, are we watching Batman? It's the plot of yeah, Batman. His parents get killed, he inherits the estate. Right. Pen- Pennyworth is the butler. Now, a bomb killed his parents, so that scares him, so he's bomb man. <laughs> There's his butler. I will not rest until every bomb in this city is dead. The bomb only man. The way to kill them is by bombs. The fear of bombs. So I ignite them. Why do you dress as a bomb, sir? Because I am the bomb. Speaking of the bomb, look at these lovely ladies. You want to rate them with me? Ten. Okay. Ten. 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 Two. <laughs> <laughs> she is not a two. Oh, unless you like have two ones together. I must have known you. <laughs> now, what the barrister is saying is, look at like, him. He's looking up her legs. He, yeah, he fell for, easily got seduced by ladies, and he would marry them. Oh, hey, you, you and him, me, me and him both. So is that no, the... no, no, no. You would marry them, but you were not seduced by them. <laughs> it was no that seduction? Is his job. Right All now, right. the barrister saying he meditated for long hours over what to do with this fortune. The joke is he's sleeping. Yeah. He has no hair in his chest. Guy's a twink. <laughs> he's a twink. <laughs> uh, speaking of twinkie, here comes the, uh, <laughs> the maid the and her maid is saying... The barrister now is saying that he's like very socialist in his outlook, so he didn't like people waiting on him in uniforms. So they slipped into something slightly more comfortable. Yeah, I see. The fishnets are not comfortable. <laughs> oh, oh. Time to wake up. I have your breakfast. You know what? I think I'll take my clothes off and sleep with you. You know, this is rated X, but it's rated X like. 68. England in the 60s. Yeah, right. so it's really, we're not going to see any X. Don't forget, like around this time, Midnight Cowboy was best picture, and that was X-rated as well. Right, right, because it's drugs. Yeah. Well, it was like male prostitution, too. Mil- Midnight Cowboys are a really tough gig. I mean, you can the horse can't see. You know how many times you get thrown? <laughs> okay, like, that's our X yeah. right there. None of the other farmhands like are up at midnight. They're usually asleep because they got to get up at three in the morning. Right. <laughs> to go tow the fields, clean the stalls. Oh, she just winked at the camera. Right, because she's deceiving him. And now he's saying there's a slew of marriages. Then talking about the credit card. Wait, is she is she nothing but a gold digger? They all were. Yeah, oh. Six of them. Six gold diggers. Yeah, so what he's saying is, Your Honor, he's poor because he got boondoggled, and he <laughs> used that power to create a school to teach young girls how to boondoggle. I see. So School for sex. Too long didn't read. Women, It's women. He's got 99 problems, right? 
Right. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah, your sixth yeah. problem. Here here again. Ooh, they're watching a movie. She's the star of the movie. So this movie is about a voyeuristic male gaze, and we're watching uh, a guy watch a, uh, a softcore porn movie. Uh, yeah. 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 That's husband number two or something like that. I don't know. So you... (laughs) Uh, the barrister was talking. I don't know why we're so long. We're watching this movie within the movie. That's my broad. That's my broad. Yeah. He carefully walks down the stairs. Take that, you dirty rat. See, you know it's a real movie because they say, you dirty rat, in it. Right. <laughs> Even though she's By t- today's standards, it's not a real film unless there's a gun. Oh, maybe uh, uh, The film. Rock shows up. <laughs> yeah, that's right. The Rock. He, he's got a good sense of humor. Does a lot of self-effacing humor. I like that about him. Yeah. Yeah, well, there you go. He's not going to be your friend, Carl. I'm sorry. You don't know that. I mean, he's, he's rock. not going to be. The Rock's not your friend. What? He doesn't tune in. Please. Oh, We're yeah. all over California. You think he's listening right now? The Rock? I don't know right now, but he's got to be a viewer. Wow, this, this movie is exciting. The guy, the second time someone looked into this directly into the camera. Did you notice that? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm going to go do a telly in this movie. He's eating but popcorn think- and her hands are on his nipple. Yeah. Oh, she's the, taking her clothes off. Well, because, you see, he's he's like, I got to tie her up. I have nothing to tie her up with. Oh, okay. Use this. Use this. You see? It's a joke. And she's the actress in this movie, and she can't even watch it herself. She's hiding. All right. She's going to take her clothes off. Oh, wow. Boing. Are we doing a booby count? So uh, well, two. We would, we're going to have to count in four. Yeah, two. <laughs> that reminds me of this joke. It, it kind of died, but uh, you can't say that no two tits are alike. You can't say that. Oh, okay. Oh, I by, well, by definition, all right? She's full frontal right now. And full buttle. All oh, right, we see, well, we see more buttle than, than frontal. Look at that. We it's can't not... do a boob count. We have to do one per girl, because... Otherwise, when are we doing naked lady count? Okay, so we're yeah. at. Well, she wasn't fully naked well, until yeah, now. So we're right. at yeah. one. We're at one. One wonderful night. One wonderful nighty. Uh, eating bonbons. Oh. How British. How British. It's so Blech. long. Crunchy now. frog. Disgusting. Now, this guy was paid 20 pounds a day for this film. The actor? Yeah. In 1969, 20 pounds. So he got paid like 50 bucks a day. Uh, Yeah, I would... Well, uh, money is... It may be more like $100 because money was really worth more than... It's all on the screen, too. It's it's all on the screen. I mean, you could really see that 20 quid. (laughs) You saw the blink, right? The wink, I mean... Looking yeah. to the camera. Yeah, again, third so camera shot. God damn. This, now, this guy was in 65 films. His first credit is 1937. His last film is 78. So he had a long 
and he's waterboarding her right now. His face is right in the between her exposed tits. It was the only movie in my 67-year career that I could... Oh, good, finally. More men staring at women. We're at a nightclub now. Oh, are you going to pull your 2018 San Francisco No, no, I'm not. Film? I'm not. I'm 2019. It's a time. I know. It's 2019. <laughs> no, I'm saying... What I'm saying is I have no problem looking at naked ladies. I would rather see naked ladies in a horror movie where naked ladies get killed. You know what I'm saying? So yes. if this woman wants to give him a massage while wearing a bra, then so be it, you know? Especially when she We're jumps up and our- down. Is that wife number three? It's going to become, yeah. We're, we're, we're uh, now seeing a comedic uh, a massage. Point. Yeah, Nothing comedic about so fisting. Funny. Look at that. She's fisting. Punch. Look at that hand. She's rabbit punching him. Oh, That's she's stuffing a turkey. Oh, she's seeing the kidney. Well, then, now that the camera's showing what she's doing, she's not fisting. I take it back. It's so wrestling. She, she just gave him the checkbook. It's so wrestling because obviously that doesn't hurt. Oh, yeah, she's faking it. Oh, here we go. Okay. Oh, excuse me. Brought my client to the brink of ruin and forced him, much against his will. Your Honor, I must object. This man. Oh, he's. It's charmed her. So I'm not being 2019 San Francisco, but it's. You see, oh, man, you saw her inside her titties. Yeah, yep. x-ray vision. But, like, we, I'm a male voyeur, and I just want to see a movie with tits for 75 minutes, right? And it's <laughs> 1969, so I have to go to the, to uh, Piccadilly Square, and I got yeah, to go yeah. to the, the uh, to the movies. The grind house. So I just want to see tits. I don't want to see guys staring at tits. I'm, I'm that guy. But you, you can't get away with it because you had to excuse it with, oh, it's a story. All right, you need context. But mm-hmm. it's weird when you're watching, when you're a voyeur watching movies and there's people watching it, right? <laughs> I see. I guess. Yeah. Unless you jerk off to that stuff. I don't know. <laughs> it's like like the porn where a guy's watching something and he's jerking off and you're watching it with him. And it's like, yeah. Uh, yeah, 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 I gotcha. I don't have to look over his shoulder. I'm in here for the story. <laughs> I'm here for the articles, damn it. You so know, he's going to go think of his decision, and now, like our movie will begin. Oh, so we're done with the court case and the flashbacks? To well, the no, we will flashback and learn how the school got started and what he did and everything. Carl, I read Playboy for the articles, like look uh-huh. at the boobies and check out that tits. <laughs> yeah, yeah, articles. <laughs> I watch it for the articles of clothing. Oh, the articles you read. Oh. <laughs> You have yeah. to fold my center, baby. At one point, Playboy magazine stopped publishing nudes. I think they went back, but they said, well, we're, we're Playboy. We publish articles. That's a weird move. Was Hugh Hefner alive? No. I, yeah, he was, but he was like, really? well, he was just in the corridor. I think his son oh. made, made the decision. Okay. I think you're crazy, boy. Dad. <laughs> today's world. His, his daughter went to Brandeis. Christine, uh-huh. Christine Hefner. My was there any? There she is. A girl's gone wild. Oh yeah. So wait. So now he's talking to his his chauffeur. I think no, I must no, know just about every trick that there is to know for lifting money from the unsuspecting male. Now, if he's I'm... he's telling his plot of how the school is going to be born. So he got gold diggered. 
Excuse me, I can't right. even say it that way. And then now he's going to be the, the gold diggy. Well, he's going to teach gold diggers for 10% of what they dig. Hey, have you ever seen the movie the, the Gold Diggers of 1932? Busby Berkeley. Oh. That's great. It starts off with, uh, we're in the money. It's like a big musical <laughs> review. Really? Yeah. I recommend it. Can I make some sort of joke about the gold diggers in 1849? Like, they were just a bunch of gold diggers. <laughs> Is there a way? Let me just write down. Yeah, write that down. Gold diggers. Like, people want to hear you on Stay Say Diggers. 1849. All right, so here we are. Diggers. Da, 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 da. Let's see if they're playing that music at the striptease. Bingo, you nailed it. No, this is more sultry. Oh, oh, oh. Look at these men wearing ties and suits at the strip club. Imagine if they used today's strip club music in this setting. and be like, what's going on? They're all like smirking at her, but honestly, she's probably the age of their daughter. Mike! Oh, what? Oh, shit. Sorry, 2019. Didn't mean to bring that in there. Don't ruin the scene. That's it. I got to put my pants up and leave. <laughs> Da, 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 da. Imagine today's music though, because it's like. Da, 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 Are you ready for this? Get ready for this. Yeah, <laughs> and, and in their setting, they'd be like, "Could you turn that down?" Wow. Uh, oh, by the way, I know we don't listen to the sound very much, but that was one of the great things about the movie you picked was once again the great accent. You know. Yeah. I say, what do you intend to do with that caliwacker right there? Yeah, you're gonna leave me on me own. What? What? Oh, you mean you my own? No, not me own. Me own. Is that you pronouncing moan incorrectly? No, instead of saying on my own, they'll say on, on me yeah, own. No. <laughs> moan. I'm on me own, I is. All right, so she's up. Oh, there goes. Boom. Boom. Naked lady. You can't say that no two tits. Are, you could say no four tits are alike. But. Uh, technically, Mike, you could say no three tips, but I digress. <laughs> Charming. Everyone's like, yeah, I didn't waste 20 bucks on this. Oh, yeah, crack of dawn. Wow, she must have had some sort of accident because there's a crack <laughs> right down the middle. <laughs> right down the middle. Right there. I'm pointing at it. Look at that guy. He's, he's squinted. Oh, she still has her panties on. I thought she took it down. Oh, that guy, no touching. Oh, that's sir, not legal. sir. This is a respectable bordello. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Man, today's X, I mean, this is today's PG-13. There's no, there's no live show like this anymore, right? I guess, well, there is burlesque reviews like I have a friend if I can call her that in Coney Island yeah and she does burlesque dancing and it's all based around mermaid and ocean oh, I it's get like that a show but see this woman is like topless right now in her panties taking off yeah, her silk net but that's not they burlesque that. burlesque is like you know kind of campy tassels and oh well I guess Coney Island burlesque Goes a little further. We get it. It's a mermaid. We get it. It's a smiling gap tooth guy. We get it. Ride the cyclone. Nathan's hot dogs. Oh, wait. 
Smiley Gap Tooth guy. You're thinking of Asbury Park. Oh, is he from the Asbury Park Smiley Gap Tooth guy? Yeah, he's oh. their big claim to fame. He's got a name, too. I don't know. Well, in, in San Francisco, as it always goes back. Ooh, that guy had his hat on his pants, I'll say. Uh, the... They used to be playland on the beach, and their mascot was Laughing Sal, and it was a woman, uh-huh. gap-toothed woman, who was a giant oh. wooden doll, and when you put in a quarter, she would laugh incessantly and, and rock up and down. <laughs> and I used to go to the Museum Mechanique, which is now located in Fisherman's Wharf, and they have one of the original Laughing Sals, and I put in 50 cents, and I would tell my jokes. <laughs> and it would laugh. <laughs> That's funny, man. That's perfect. I can't tell you how refreshing that felt. <laughs> That's YouTube content right there. Oh, yeah, you're absolutely right. I shouldn't tape that for YouTube. <laughs> I said, listen, I, people like my jokes, okay? Oh, excellent. How was what, How can it possibly oh. encore that? Gla- golf clap. <laughs> encore, put your clothes back on. These films were called Slap and Tickle. That was these... Ew. That's what they called them, Slap and Tickle, in England. Slap your Peter Walker. And then tickle your jizz. Yeah, <laughs> right believe it on. or not, these uh, codes of censorship we saw, like the X rating, it's yeah. not exactly like our rating, but they began to relax. They, like, you could have a film like that, so just give it an X rating. Our, our, our uh, American one will say, William Sessions, director of FBI, says, don't say no to drugs. Like they used That's to do in the 90s thing. video games. You ever see that? Yes. Yeah. At the beginning of them. When they would boot up. Yeah, they would boot up. And William Sessions. Ooh, hang on, guys. Hang on. Hang, hang on a sec. Let's stop Street Fighter for a second. I want to hear what Mr. Sessions has to say. Director <laughs> Sessions has to say. Don't do drugs. Oh. <clears throat> Better put my joint away. This guy, he's the butler. His name is... Alfred Pennyworth. No, he's not. I'm Jeeves. sorry. It's Badage. Badage. His name's Hugh Latimer. Okay, so he was in, like three films in the 50s and not you know this one in the 60s he was in the adventures of robin hood in 1955 that's some oh, oh, yeah, yeah. he retired in the 80s from acting in the british military he was in the middle east and india during world war ii wow so and his yeah. big debut came in 1937 pride and prejudice he was you in the middle east one. and world war one avoiding the war right he spent most of uh, World War One, sucking his thumb, Mike. Oh, Give the okay. Guy a break. <laughs> that's I won't war. tell you that he died because that's a downer. Oh yeah, he no, he's still alive. I'm sure. <laughs> Another thing, I could find no Star Trek connections at all, and I was stretching. I was looking at the locations they shot in. I was looking at the granddaughter of so and so, stretching. You were looking connection. at every person in there, like that woman's got to be in Star Trek. Yeah. Like Will, Will no, Shatner that. is green babe number two. <laughs> <laughs> nope. I know those tits anywhere. Yeah, right. Episode seven. Now, the director of this film started his career as a, as a stand-up comic, but he was a burlesque club comedian. Oh, he was saying, who wants to see Knickers? Yeah. <laughs> hey, speaking of which, what's up with airplane food? Yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> if everyone was na- had a nickname, everyone would be named Nick, I reckon. That's a that's a great joke. <laughs> Even I'm sick of me. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, this guy taught himself how to make films, so I do- tried to dive into that further. What do you mean, you know? But I, he just, it just, okay, this is a countess, okay? You saw her take a little swig of alcohol. Her name is Rose Alba, the actress. She's the Countess of Burwalsh, and she's going to help train the girl. Nice. So she's the madam. She's the headmistress. Well, let's put it. She's Allison Mick of the uh, Sex Cult NIVM. Let's listen a little and see his instructions. Uh, Fred, a large brandy for the Duchess and uh, a dry martini for me. Uh, A martini and a large brandy for her grace. Certainly, sir. It, it, it's not class proper for you her to have a large brand. First of all, it's man's drink, and second of all, it's in the middle of the day. In your letter, is, like, is that why the butler is talking about her breasts? Or did he said brandy, brandy, right? He said brandy. But if he had said brandy, brandy, because that's the English way of horny. Yeah. Yeah, I remember when uh, Austin Power got really drunk and he looked at a bottle of booze. He goes, "Are you ran- brandy? Are you feeling brandy?" Sorry, I really. Do I make you brandy? <laughs> that joke. Well, let's keep that joke going. Her, <laughs> one thing interesting about her is she was born in Cairo, Egypt, oh. 1920, which was very rare at the time. Okay, you see, she just pounded her brandy. It's more class joke. Oh, she's got hiccups. How uncouth. Yeah. She was in The Saint, 1968. Oh. Her role was was first woman at party. (laughs) As we always say, your your tea, sir. That was my line. Yes, right. Exactly. Now, she was in Thunderball, uh, 1965. Oh. I don't really have a joke like she was woman in crowd. Her name was Madame Bolpierre. Do you know I have a Thunderball joke? Oh, a Thunderball. But okay. All right, so uh, that, that was the film that was shot underwater, right? So uh, Chubby Broccoli, who produced the film, said uh, these action sequences under, uh, are uh, terrible. Connery's terrible. And he said, uh, well, you know, he is... Uh, uh, is he- well, that's just because uh, he's uh, underwater, and the uh, show said, I'll say. All right, it's been a while. I don't know where that joke went. Wait, uh, he's, okay, so define underwater, like when your career's all washed up? I guess, like, you, you bit off more than you could chew, is what I was... Oh, he's underwater. Yeah. Like he's acting in the... Uh, all right, never mind. Let's, <laughs> let's work out this some real jokes. Okay. All right. You okay, first. Okay, so I'll tell you more about Rosalba. Okay. That Countess of Burwash before we leave her credits. Um, in Thunderball, she was that Madame Bolsier, as I mentioned. But the thing is, it's almost as bad as Woman in Car because the next scene, we find out that Madame Bolsier was actually a man. He, Bond, like, rips off the wig and fights him. He's in a dress. Huh. So she was in a... I don't know. She doesn't have much more credit. She was uh, in one episode of uh, One Step Beyond, which was a big television show in England. Right? One I, Step Beyond. Oh, you mean Madness. Madness. Special? Madness. It was Madness. <laughs> 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 
Now, what we're seeing here is our first round of students. They are all uh, parolees. They're ex-convicts. And they're in a van, like they're driving. Are they going to Jimmy Savile's place? Well, they're getting hauled to the school. Now, what I don't understand is they try to escape as if they're prisoners. It doesn't make sense in, in the plot of the film because they enrolled in a school. Now, are they forcefully enrolled in it? Do they want to learn how to be a gold digger? I, the plot says yes, but our next scene says no, because they try to escape and blame the driver as an old man who's a pervert. It's weird. It's weird. Okay, so there is a Bobby on a bicycle. Did I say that right? Yes, he's a Bobby, and he is uh, Bob Andrews. Huh. Just a coincidence, his name is Bob. Right. And he's Sergeant Brothwaite, and he's someone who knows something's going on. It's ironic that that uh, you are th- that you're a cop because you're such a pig. In general, <laughs> <laughs> I, think, uh, I thought you would say because my name's Bobby. Me because name. I appear as a pig. Me name. Me name. <laughs> me name B. Oh man! All right, so they're getting out. This guy has been like looking up her dresses. Like the women all say, "We've got a pee." And so he goes, oh, right. And he, he pulls over. They're going to pee walk, pee walker. Yeah, but why is he walking away if they've got to pee? Maybe he's looking for a nice shrub. Yeah, he might be looking for a place for them or something. Hey, yeah, now, their plot, Get this guy's a stowaway. Everything? Right. Yeah, everything. I'll tell you what to do while I'm picking them off. Hurry. The thing takes your clothes off. Come on, hurry. Why do they have to take their clothes off, Carl? Right, because they want to make it look like the driver is a pervert to the cop. I don't understand. Wait, how do they know there's a cop behind them? There's no I windows. Don't... Right. When they passed the bike, the cop wasn't visible to them. I don't get it. Most of the film does make sense, but this part is a out weird. there. Yeah, they should, have, they should have deleted this and put it in the DVD extras. Now, he goes and hides because he's going to pretend to be the witness. Well, they really are taking off all their clothes. Well, they'll stay in bikinis. They're in not the bikinis. End. They're like, uh, I don't think they're going to go swimming in that. I feel like telling you just because I mentioned Bob Andrews, he was in two films, including this one. He was in The Soldier in 1982, which has got some street cred in America. Huh. And then his other credit is very interesting. There was some television show called Circle Track Summer, and he wrote a song in 2005 called to the, Till the End. So he was a one-time songwriter, two-time movie star, wow. a movie participant. So this guy wouldn't leave. So he did a film in 69, uh, did a movie a song, in 80, and then a song right. in 2005. Yeah. So his career spends many years <laughs> of, of being an accountant. Yeah, what the fuck have we done in the last 50 years? Shit. <laughs> well, I, I, uh, well, I, 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 I was on iHeartRadio. <laughs> oh, you were? You yeah, hosted that? You hosted? Called, no, it was called War of the Roses, and I was an actor. I had to play a jilted... You, yeah, you were telling me that. You mentioned that on the show. The, I jilted the girl. Yeah. Well, good, because you're married. I was at Be- I was a worker at Best Buy, and I went over in the Geek Squad to fix her computer, and something happened. 
And we started a relationship, and then I dumped her. So we had to have a fight on the air. Oh, that's great. <laughs> I was never cast again, because the next thing that happened is the guy who cast me texted me back and goes, why didn't you tell me about your voice? He said that, really? Whoa, yeah. What a cruel medium that radio is. I, I was like, what? what? It's good. It's good. It's good. I could play the wimpy guy. I could play the girly guy. Oh, he wanted like a guy. tough, non-nerdy geek squad? No, he just wanted a regular person. <laughs> oh, and you were all like, hey! Yeah, that's, yeah. that's right. <laughs> you better step off, girl. Our time is done. You kept punctuating everything. Kept punctuating everything with, oh! <laughs> <laughs> like I'm tight. Yeah. Okay, so right now they're saying, we was walking along, officer, and you made us take our fucking I'm, I'm taking them to Wingate Manor. I trust you'll allow me to go unhindered and forget this little incident. Because he's a posh guy. Wouldn't look good on my record. Wingate Manor, sir. That's right. Well, I suppose it's all right. See, you at See he's impressed by the class. Come on, let's go! It's so bad, because honestly, like, the history of just the British cops and when it comes to sexual assaults they're always on the wrong side and they always are dismissive so on yeah not, not, yeah not surprising the side of the road oh yeah that that's right the joke you're going for oh no you were you were serious well they're, I, they're, um, they have a history yeah they have a history now I mentioned a guy named Jimmy Savile I I started reading a biography about him and I had to put it down he was uh, around the 60s who he hosted Top of the Pops and he uh-huh. was like a yeah. you know he was like a Ryan Seacrest but he also was a very yeah. big charity man and he also sexually assaulted like over a hundred women uh, uh-huh. and one of the things he would do is that he would have a charity for uh, people who are sick and bed and, and hospitals and he would basically just go into the room unattended and uh, it was just decades and decades wow. of this and the cops turned the other way and just you know uh, and BBC turned the other way and uh, when he died about seven years ago uh, one of the other competitors was going to release a report about this and BBC knew and they didn't do their own report and uh-huh. the whole thing just became out came pretty bad yeah yeah I, I, that's one good thing about the age in which we live today you know if you'll get out if you just don't be you know right yeah people it, are creepy which goes to, yeah, it goes to show that it, these things will not go away. Like, you just can't okay, assume. Now, All right. This is okay, the now Duchess. that's Hector. That's Hector. And you won't like this either, Mike. Oh, I like, Hector I like Hector. has taken a liking, I'd say, to Countess Burnwash. Oh, he's going to Benny Hill her, like, chase her around? Yeah, yeah. He's going to uh, Chico Mark her. Uh, Cheek, no, uh, Harpo. Harpo marked her. Oh, there he goes. Oh, yep. It's all about class. He's in the uniform of his class. You know, see the hat and the right. sweater. Now, you can see in his package, he's got a serious package. Oh, yeah. Oh, that looks like Camelotone. No, yeah, he's holding. He's packing. It's Look how suburban England this is. I know. She was on a street block, and now she's like in the yeah. middle of rural somewhere. Right. It looks rural because it's all farm stuff, and there was the center of town. That It was a village. That's yeah, a village. And he's going to so, walk into this. Oh, they're on the train now tracks. Now, at this point, it's going to become a chase. 
Right? We gotta play the Benny Hill music? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I took out a video. It was the complete Benny Hill series, and it was 15 DVDs. Uh-huh. And I watched random discs, and it was all the same. It was great. <laughs> it wasn't just him chasing women. Did you ever get Benny Hilled in school? No. Tell me about that. Maybe you, I'll remember. You sm- Look how she doesn't shut the gate. It's right. It's obvious where she went. Well, I that- mean, they're the only two people on the forest, and I don't think... Uh, oh, she's in. Benny, you go up to someone, and you slap them on the back of their neck, and you say, Benny Hill. Oh, I gotcha. Because that's like one of the guys would do. Now look, he's in, he's in right? So she's safe. Listen to his accent. The minute I see you in the street, I said to myself, to me, so I said, that is the most beautiful bird that you've ever seen in your life. <laughs> <laughs> bird. Oh, well, thank you. That's uh, quite charming. This actor, his name is Nosher. Uh, it's a nickname, Nosher Powell. And huh. he's named Nosher by his mom when he was a little kid because he would eat so much. You know, he was noshing. That's, Nosh. their, that's their slang. He's nosh he is. Nosh is Jewish. Like to nosh. Would you like some nosh? That's well, my Jewish that's accent. Like, <laughs> <laughs> my father used to say that too. Yeah. Uh, maybe it was... All, well, okay, the thing about this nosh pal that's interesting is his serious boxing. He was a serious boxer. Occasionally, he was sp- the sparring sparring partner for Joe Lewis, for Sugar Ray Robinson, wow. and for Muhammad Ali. Sugar Ray was in uh, one of our movies, wasn't he? In uh, Candy. Yeah, it was a cameo, and I missed it. That's yeah, right. I know, right? Now, <laughs> if we were moviegoers of the day, we'd be like, "Holy crap! Would you look at that?" It's Nasha Jones. But today. Now, you would think that our posh, posh, you know, uh, Guido's Wingate head proprietor of the school would kick him out, but he goes, no, no, hold on. You <laughs> might need a bit of a bouncer around here. <laughs> and he's making a deal with him. If I pay you, say, you know, four bob a week, four bob, that's <laughs> nearly four quid. No, it is four quid, my man. Four quid, that's like four pounds. That's like four yes. pounds, yeah. No, exactly, uh, Nasha. <laughs> well, uh, I like me the sounds of that, I did. <laughs> I'll pay you four pounds. Oh, that's like 400 pence. It is 400, forget it. Uh, he had 78 fights. He was a professional in 19, uh, retired in 1960. Oh. Uh, 51 fights was as a professional itself bouts and he only lost nine times he was never knocked out wow you can tell from his acting <laughs> <laughs> he was a serious actor too he had small roles started in 44 uh, uh-huh. he was a stunt man in Loris Olivier's Henry V so that wasn't acting he continued with the stunt work in between boxing He's the brother of and the father and father of stuntmen. What, what Shakespeare, why does Shakespeare need stunt people? Um, uh, Henry, uh, uh, I don't know the answer. Is there a battle scene? And Henry V? I Richard V, right? Uh, no, it's 
It's Lawrence Oliver. Yes, you're right. Lawrence Oliver's Henry V. Olivier. Lawrence Olivier. Lawrence. Oh, I'm so stupid. <laughs> <Not> Oliver. <laughs> Please, sir, may I have some more? No. No. You're, you've got, you're wrong for this role. You're Lawrence Olivier. Oh, my God. So the four beauties are out there. They just got out of the van. And they're all wearing thongs. Well, remember, that was because they, they disrobed when they tried to get him caught. Oh, thank God. He's like, <clears throat> now he's like so upper class. He's like, show these ladies to their room and then we'll assemble in the <laughs> foyer for, you know, a good proper talk. Oh, man. So it's just so. Let me get this straight. So he's gonna make these. He's gonna train these women how to to fleece men, and then he right. gets a cut. He gets ten percent. Oh. All right. Oh wait. Uh, before we leave this nosher, sure. I just have a few. Okay. So in 1963, he began working as Sean Connery's stunt double in From Russia with Love. That's oh wow! Serious stunt work. And um, okay, two weird. Okay, one boring thing, one weird thing. And a boring thing is his and why his wife ran a pub near Wimbledon Greyhound Stadium. Big deal. But then he goes, in his memoirs, he claims to have turned down an offer to be the getaway driver on The Great Train Robbery. Now, the movie The Great Train Robbery or the actual Great Train no. Robbery? Yes. Now, that was the one that was in the the Pink the Sex Pistols movie, right? They they go, and God yeah. save Ronnie Briggs, right? And they right. Go, they go to the Brazil to meet him, the guy who did the Great Train Robbery. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. I don't know if I believe Nosher. Oh, that, that bikini looks really itchy with the fur. <laughs> yes, it does, but it's only a, a fur on the outside. Well, you know, that white fur bikini you can't wear after Labor Day. <laughs> you shouldn't wear a, a, a white fluffy bikini because let's say you get your pubes out there, it's going to be like salt right. and pepper. It's going to really like... So obvious. Yeah, right. If you have a landing strip, maybe. <laughs> okay, so this guy, Vic Wise, who was driving them there in the movie, he's Horace Clapp, he is. And... Uh, some of the one of the girls is missing, so he's off to find them. Um, he's not very impressive, but he does, on paper, have impressive stats because he has sixty-five credits. Wow! But started in forty-four, ended in seventy-three. The only thing that really stuck out to me was he was in the TV series The Avengers for two episodes. No, I've never seen the British uh, spy show The Avengers. Really, the guy with the cane and yeah, no, John Peel, right? Or no, or maybe that was the DJ. Yeah, forget. Oh, it was Emma Peel. Emma Peel was the actress, and John Steed was maybe the character's name. Uh, I have seen the film, but I was. It was like when you're young, and PBS is one of the only things you could watch. Right. So you catch an episode of The Avengers. The guy had an umbrella and a knife would poke out of it like a bayonet. Well, one of the great bad movies was the 70s remake of The Avengers, The Avengers. And uh, it had like Ralph Fiennes and uh, mm. Uma Thurman and, and Sean Connery back when he was just doing whatever bad movie would pay him. And right. it is one of the and worst the movies. Phone. There's nobody on the set. So they'll be walking down like a, a village and it'll be empty. You know, it just, just was just a void. Weird. 
Yeah, it was weird. Like Sean Connery's henchmen were dressed in teddy bear costumes, multicolored teddy bear costumes. <laughs> it was, it was how, do you, how do you do Sean's accent? I can't think of it. Sean Connery. Sean, Sean Connery. <laughs> right. I'll take it. Someone told me that oh, Sean... Right. Bring, bring. <laughs> Hello. No, you do it. I can't do it. Sean Connery. Bring. <laughs> <laughs> No, I, someone told me, and this is like, you know, when someone told me, I mean, like, my boss had a job that has nothing to do with entertainment. It, he was telling me that Sean Connery, like, you had to pay a million dollars to pitch him. And then he oh. would he would decide. So, I mean, this is like around the time of Con Air, like, during the, during the 90s, because he retired. He, he kind of disappeared from the view, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't think he passed away, but he hasn't made a movie in 20 years. Uh, let's see. What was the very last thing? Um, he was probably known for The Rock was probably the last big film of his, right? And then The well, Avengers was a bomb. I think The Rock was after The Avengers. I think the, I don't know. Though. I think The Rock was like ninety four. Not that this is the most interesting part of our podcast, but it was like ninety four, and then The Avengers was like ninety seven. Okay, Sean Connery. He was in. Oh no, I'm thinking of The Rock. <laughs> just going to go to his filmography and see the very latest thing. <clears throat> Movies. Full filmography. Right. So I'm not doing it right because I have all these English accents in my head. And he's Scottish, right? He also has that, that terrible, like, he's always angry when he talks, you know? Yeah. What? Yeah. Will you expect me to uh, believe this? There you go. There you go. You got it, man. No, Mr. Bond. I expect you to die. <laughs> okay, I finally found all filmography. And as an actor, 94 credits. And Sir Bill in 20... Oh, he was a voiceover in 2012. Uh-huh. For what? And before that, The League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, 2003. <laughs> okay, so That's how it. did that movie actually got made? They said, we have a lot of money. He said, okay, keep talking. We want to give you this money. Okay, give me the money. And then he stars in one of the worst movies ever made. You were right, of course, again. The Rock is 96. The Avengers oh, right. is 98. Okay. Playing by Heart, Entrapment, Finding Forrester, 2000. That was kind of good. You're the man um, now, dog. <laughs> All right, so that's probably his last big role. Uh, well, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen as Alan Quartermain is his last. <laughs> in, he did, in 2005, he also was on a video game from Russia with Love, and he did the voice. I played that game. So it's an electronic arts, an EA game, and... Uh, if you ever see From Rush to the Love and if you ever play a video game, there's a, a, a steep difference between body counts, right? Like, how many people uh-huh. did Bond kill in the 60s from Rush yeah. to the Love? Maybe 25 people. How many people do you kill on a level of From Rush to the Love from EA? About 100 people per level. I mean, it's just people wow. come in and Bond just shoots them and they, you know, it's just a video game. He's, he's in combat, not spying. Yeah, right. No, he's in combat. So right now, is the cop's wife, the Bobby's wife, is like, you should poke around up that. And he goes, well, it's like he sees all the naked women in there. Uh, like, he, you know, the, the it's very suspicious going to Wingate Manor with bikini-clad ladies. They're not bikinis, Carl. Uh, they're, they're not bikinis, women. Carl. I looked at them. Look, I, I, have, I have a screen grab. They're not bikinis. And then um, there was some other incident. He saw something inappropriate. So wow. he's like, 
that's a very posh, classy place. I'm not fucking with those people. But I will go uh, check it out. That's part of the thing about the class when they brag about the class. They're not actually saying you should let this go because he's a better person than you. They're saying, like, there he's, might be consequence to your actions. That's so funny. And his power. It's so funny because he's like, well, they're rich. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. And well, why? I guess that'd be all right. <laughs> Wingate Manor, you say? I don't get it. So, like, I don't get why this one cop who is in one scene is suddenly, like, uh, a co-starring role now. And, well, and there is a local in town who pounds him, like, you should go up there and do something. It's not much you can do, sir. And so he's like, well, he takes it upon himself to do it, like, go up there and spy. And they become, like, like a duo, and they take him down. Huh. Huh. Oh, look at it. Oh, he's... Oh, well, it's a lesson. No, it's a lesson. Right now, um, uh, what's his name? Brandgate? Brandgate is <laughs> pretending to be the Mark, and they're at dinner, you know, and he, she introduced herself by spilling accidentally alcohol over all over, so he would get up and wipe her off, you see. Right. Well, that's the scene I noticed, him wiping oh, her off. Bear, Barrage. Barrage is Bar his name. Oh, Barrage. Hi, I'm Barrage from Subway. I lost 100 pounds eating sandwiches. <laughs> yeah, chasing boys. <laughs> Whatever happened to Jared from Subway? He In jail. got caught chasing boys. Yeah, yeah, so stupid. Like, that's the reason why I like Little Caesar. That I know that mascot's never going to get in trouble. That's right. He's yeah. all animated. Yeah. He's all about that pizza pizza. He's all about the pizza pizza. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody out pizza the hut. Oh, pizza the hut. Do you got do you guys have the commercial out there of Pizza Hut and then at the end it says somebody out nobody out pizza's the hut? No, I never heard that's that. terrible. There's a commercial circulates around here, it gets a big laugh. Nobody out pizzas the hut. Nobody out pizzas the hut. Out pizzas the hut. Let me yeah, see if I can I use think. that. I pizza the hut. You pizza the hut. He, she, it pizzas the hut. <laughs> but you don't out pizza the hut. Oh, you don't out oh, pizza. Oh, you're outing. You're outing people? Yeah, it's not pizza. <laughs> hey, let's see what's in going on. In the movie we're going to watch next week, they claim that <sighs> the turkey legs at Disney World is really emu and ostrich. Wow, you were just jumping the gun. We will reveal uh, the movie at the end of the show. And like how I pretend like I didn't watch this movie, Carl's going to pretend <laughs> that he doesn't know what movie I'm going to announce. <laughs> now, if you listen to this, he's bossy, 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 and he tells her every single thing to do. Okay, let's take a listen. Gently, uh, bigger, harder, deeper. That's it. Nice, nice. Now down, down. She's pegging him? And towards the ribs, lovely. Harder, he, he's press, about to. Press. He doesn't get her started. He does the whole massage. And this is an excuse for her to heave her breasts while she massages him. I guess. I guess. Yes, because why would he be the naked one? He's totally naked in this scene. <laughs> what we need is more naked you. Tidy whities 
Yeah, now, that's see, ballsy. He's still at it. He's telling her exactly. It could be under the guise, even though the movie doesn't get a job of explaining it, that this is a lesson. Now, I don't wear tidy whities I wear mesh underwear, and people said, that's Mike, that's pretty ballsy of you. <laughs> Mike's balls are so big when the, in, when he's in his fishnets they have cleavage everything okay up here Mr. oh yes, yes. Judy's doing fine alright my dear you can relax the leg that's it uh, you go downstairs and join Hector's movie. class for PT right yes yeah, she ends up with in the end him right no, no? the butler no. No, uh, the barrister? Just not. Oh, wait, Bobby. Come on, how many fucking characters okay, are in this okay, movie? Okay, le- okay, let's back up. Let's back right. up. Okay. How, how are we. In the beginning, she, she's, she's shopping and someone takes a liking to her and uh-huh. chases her all the way home. Oh, she's going to go for a nosher? <laughs> yeah. Oh, no way. All right, some naked calisthenics. Yeah. yeah. Now, this director, he started his career in adult movies, and he claims in his interview, I saw, that that was just an infusion of cash to get his, you know, pay his bills and get things going. But he ain't made 8mm stag films, but they were for the collector's market. Like, he's got this 40-minute one. Uh, they're called Glamour Loops. Uh, he didn't make triple X pornography. He shot eight millimeter glamour loops in the fifties and sixties before pornography would become chic. So this is for the collector, is what you're saying? No, not this one. This one is a legit film. He claims there's but a forty mil- forty minute short entitled "For Men Only." That's what he considers a glamour loop. The dirtiest girl I ever met and four dimensions of Greta are other examples. What are the four dimensions of Greta? There is a space space, Greta, time, time Greta, uh, place. There's length, height, height, and time. So there's Greta. Greta. Length Greta, that's the first dimension. With (laughs) With Greta. With Greta. It's 32, 48, 36. Very little waste. And uh, height, height, height Greta, Greta, and then time Greta. Time Greta, right. Right. The four dimensions of Greta. Right. Now, there is a fifth dimension of Greta. Nobody's ever seen it with their eyes. But if you take everything Greta (laughs) ever did in her life and everything she's going to do all at once. Right. Past and present, that is Greta, fifth dimension Greta. Yeah, not me. I'm never going to Greta. No, you're never going to (laughs) Greta. Not this time. Okay, we just missed it. The nosy, nosy villager came up and started hassling the cop. Yeah. What's going on in there? You all, we pay your salary, Bobby. Wow, this really is a classist movie. <laughs> yes. So are they going to, so there's training on how, oh God, a school, school yeah. for sex, by the way, it's not like, it's not a cool title because if you type that into your browser, you're not going to get this movie. Like that's the last thing you're going to say. Yeah, you're going to get Karma Sutra. <laughs> Have you seen School for get... Scoundrels with Billy Bob Thornton and uh, Napoleon Dynamite? Yes, I have. It was a good film, I thought. And yeah. Sarah Silverman did a great job. Sarah Silverman's in that. Yeah, she was very funny in it. <laughs> <laughs> Remember he had to show up and pretend that he was giving the flowers to her before she'd help? I, I just remember, like, they both had these crazy, like, bowl-cut haircuts. 
Yes, yeah. they, that's right. And he was trying so hard to not be Napoleon Dynamite, but still be a nerd. Right. He still breathed through his mouth. I mean, don't get me wrong. He was a mouth breather in that movie, but he had a he nice haircut. He walked a tight rope there. Yeah. John so There's this Herder. one scene. Sarah Silverman is not, what's his name? John? Header? Herder? Okay. No, there's no R in it. It's Header. H-E-D-E-R. In order to get back at Billy Bob Thornton or do his plan or something, he needs some information. And Sarah Silverman's got it. And she's been a jerk to him the whole film. Doesn't trust him, doesn't like that it's the boyfriend of her roommate. So he goes to the uh, the door with flowers. And, you know, the girlfriend's not there. And she won't help with the information. So he go, she says, okay, you knock on the door and you pretend that you're giving these flowers to me. And then I'll help you. And he's like, What? And so she closes the door and he's like, oh, what do I, you know, shrug your shoulders. What am I going to do? So he knock, knocks, knocks on the door. Sarah opens up with this big, uncharacteristic smile. Like she's the nicest girl, you know, because she hasn't been in the film. Right. And he goes, hi, Sarah. I got these flowers for you. And he stands them over. And she goes, oh, and she hugs them so tight. Like she's loved. <laughs> and then she goes like, fine. The information's on the nightstand here. Oh, that's sweet of her. It was now they're learning how to walk, right? And we're seeing the exaggerated walk of our countess. Oh, but who's coming? Oh, da 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 da, da Betty Hill. Yeah, because Nasha that Hill. walk was so exciting to him. And we and have a what's it. up with the cop? He's like having a flashback. No, well, yeah, he. I guess he can't believe his eyes is what's going on. So, so he's, he's learning he's the about gaze. the shenanigans. What's that? He's the male gaze in this scene. He's the voyeur. He's not. The well, he's yes, he's literally he's in the bushes watching. Ex- You're right. He is the voyeur. He just has an excuse. Yeah. Our now look at money. class here. The butler drives this piece of crap. Uh huh. He can't even afford a Volkswagen bug bus. Oh no! It's 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 the it's the um car. He's like, we must get him something appropriate. <sighs> you know, for what he'll be doing. Like he's going to be going into town and stuff. So we're not giving him a cool car. Oops, sorry. I didn't mean I thought I had to sound off when I moved that. Next time that happens, go, ow! Oh, I pulled, ah, my pecker. Yeah. (laughs) Go ahead and move it again. All right, hang on a second. Uh, This is what I think of this movie. Boing. (laughs) You just popped the woody? Look, now, nosy villager guy. Yeah. He's like, oh, I knew you wouldn't do enough good enough job, so I'm up here myself. I don't know a lot more about this. I don't know a lot more about it. Well, I'm going to whip up a petition. Oh, Roger, just as you liked. Yeah, seriously. Or you could just but stay in the bushes with the cop and watch that. everything. Oh, so we're back in court? You've been with us for three months now. Oh, no. No, no. It's, it's time graduating for you to face the outside world. Oh, graduate. I'm going to start crying. For the first round of If this is graduation, how come their parents aren't in the audience? <laughs> for a school of sex graduation. These ex-con parolees parents? Yeah. So they spent four months in this house, and now they know how to... Uh, Gold dig. Latch onto a, a rich man. They learned, like, how to go to a party and identify the rich man, how to get noticed by, and, you know how to uh, cater to what he likes, which is older stuff. They did a bunch of pre-war stuff. <laughs> uh, you know, it's, 
you know, and it's all had to be titillizing, tantalizing. What's the word? Titillation. Yeah, titillation. So yeah, I mean, this movie was '69. What we have to remember is that World War II ended in '46. Yes, '45. That's that's barely any time. (laughs) It was 20 years ago. It was there. Yeah. Yeah. It's like you see a 60s movie, you got to remember Nam. I mean, a 70s movie. Yeah, you got to remember. Well, Nam was closer in 74, but I mean, like, in the 80s, they were talking, a lot of movies had, like, Vietnam veterans, whether it was, like, Rambo or House, the guy was a vet. Like, there was a lot of, like, Gardens of Stones. There was a lot of Vietnam War movies because it was still fresh. And if they brought up Vietnam in the 80s, it meant something because it was still pretty fresh. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why you got all those uh, Chuck Norris, those Rambos, those, yeah. uh, the beginning of Predator, you know, we're saving our POWs. Yeah. See his car compared to the butler's car? Oh, that's nice. By the way, we missed it. One of the, um, the guy who was um, the pretend bystander, of course, they hired him too to help. And so she, the woman took a liking to him and was like, you know, like going to go for, and then she's like, He's like, I didn't train you for four months to fall in love with, you know, Sir Classless over here. Right, yeah. You have to bag a rich guy. Okay, these are the new recruits. And so Bobby saw the new recruits coming in. So he's now spy, spy, spying. And it's like Bunny Hill jokey. Yeah, he's running around the, like he's Benny Hill. Like he, as if he walks slowly. They won't see him in between trees. Oh, okay, guys. You you are graduates. Take off your clothes. No, no. This is the new round. Oh. He wants to assess what he's working with. Me too. It's been a long movie, and I just want to see the new flesh. Long live the new flesh. Okay, so this is the films of this director, Peter Walker. Man of Violence, 69. (laughs) The Comeback, 1978. Guy Screaming, Marianne. Ooh. 71. The Flesh and Blood Show. Ooh, get my Frightmare! Ooh, these titles are awesome. Uh, the House of Whipcord, 74. I don't know. The House of Mortal Sin. Ooh. 76. In 76, he also made Schizo. Schizo. I think I've probably heard of Schizo for some reason. And then these ones, I don't know that the titles are great. He, in 79, he made Home Before Midnight. Uh-huh. And the House of Long Shadows in 83. Now, House of Long Shadows, it sounds like Dark Shadows, the TV show. Ah. You ever see that show? It was. I've a... heard of it in yeah. folklore. Well, that's like another PBS show that they would show during their telethons. They'd be like, oh, we have Dark Shadows. And uh, <laughs> it was like Passions, the, uh, the supernatural uh, soap opera that, uh-huh. that aired. And it was a supernatural soap opera that every day it was about these vampires. And uh, Johnny Depp was in the Tim Burton movie version that came out. Oh, that's super. Yeah. I mean, he's a natural. Yeah, a natural vampire. So he, uh, Hollywood vampire. So the every for me, my experience with Dark Shadows has always been watching the first, uh, this soap opera was on for several years, and they made movies, uh-huh. versions of it. But I've only seen the first week of episodes, which are just very, like, ugh, you know, they don't really pay, find its pacing until maybe a year later. But I've always mm-hmm. seen, like, the first week over and over. Lost interest. I have interest. 
especially because Johnny, I saw that movie, I think, with Michelle Pfeiffer in it. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't that, that, that good. That was a funny film. It was, so That was a funny... Maybe I'll just well, sit through it. And we said, um, he goes, assemble the horses. Well, we don't have any horses. Well, what have you then? There's a Chevy. So I'm doing an English accent for everybody. I'm doing I know, that's French. your Johnny Dev. <laughs> I've got to stop. Well, wasn't there a line I saw in the movie trailer where he's like, what is this McDonald's that you speak of? Uh, yes, yes. Yeah, that's in the trailer. Uh, okay, I recommend you see it. Okay, and I'll, I'll take your recommendation. Find, yes. Uh, you see, he, he was, he, it was the 1800s, of course, because that's when vampires lived, and he got a stake in the heart, and he just lay in a casket like traps. And, and the woman who was immortal, who did it to him, went on to have this fish empire. Oh, okay. They dug him up when they were, uh, I don't know, the steak comes out, he comes back, and he, it's a fish out of water. He's okay. got to adjust to today's world. He's, he's a vampire in a world that he didn't make. Mm-hmm. He's a strange vampire in a stranger land. Egg swackly. <laughs> Okay, it's, so now we just see that the locals are like, something's up up there at Wingate. Yeah. I don't know what it is, but... What are you going to do about it? Well, there ain't nothing I can do, sir, unless he breaks the law. Nearly 300 guests attended the wedding yesterday of London model Beth Villiers to Sheik Okay, Abdul. this is their first success story in the paper. The Kuwait oil magnet. Ooh, she bagged a good one. He's an oil magnet because it would stick to him. Uh, oh, he Look studied. He went. Timey phone. He he went to an oil magnet school. <laughs> You're not polarized enough, I'd say. Get <laughs> doing... behind this coil. Your your battery jokes are not funny with a British accent. You get that right? Like just do it. A... <laughs> I rightly like me. I'm all charged up about them. <laughs> <laughs> now do that joke in English in American English I'm all charged up dude about it I will certainly be arrested for assault but not battery <laughs> I'm well within my rights Bobby governor okay so now also their school is getting noted in society papers like it's getting quoted and they start receiving phone calls from people who are like I'd like to enroll my daughter. And they're like, sorry, we're all full up. It's just basically saying press has made us popular. Huh. It, I, it's, they're going to make a lot of money. If I was rich, I'd be like, send over a blonde. <laughs> I would like one of your classmates to come over. I'm well, rich. This, the class hasn't graduated yet, sir. That's all right. <laughs> oh, boy. So that's what's happening. She's oh, drinking more. He's being business. Let's we have fi- no room for you in the school. Okay, I'll triple the tuition. Let's let's be honest. This film should have ended about twenty minutes ago. Yeah, the whole film is like that. It really, you know, it's like a it's like a stag short loop, but uh, expanded. Now they're getting a second call for the same sort of thing. Right. The rest of the film is really going to be about him getting caught. And then flashing forward to him in court. Uh, and then we get the verdict. Yes. And of course, you know what it's going to be. He's going to go off with the female barista? Barrister? <laughs> barista. That's funny. Cause yeah. Because barrista and barista. 
today's uh, Starbucks. I guess I shouldn't reveal what happens in the end, but we're so one close. Two things that could happen. How many minutes left? I've got it on the TV. Oh, I don't even know. I don't want to check. I know this is a short movie. It is. It's 80, uh, 80 it's like, minutes, I think. Maybe, yeah. I don't think it taps out past 80. Do that thing where you bunk the mic and then make a... This time do a, like, a I got hurt noise. I don't... Sorry. So I could do, like... It has springs on the mic, so if I hit the springs, it goes... Ow! That was loud. That was a really loud Damn one. Mike. <laughs> Oh, let me so go I check. Now, like I got let, me, let me go check the time on that. <laughs> oh. <sighs> Spring has sprung in San Francisco. I have bad news. We still have eight more minutes of this film. <laughs> 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 this movie's over in my mind. I can't watch any more of it. Well, it's, he's going to get caught now, and it's going to wrap up. And I'm out of interesting things. To say I know about it's it. not it's a, not much to it. I was I always knew about these kind of smutty British films, and we watched a film called Sex Explorer, which I really enjoyed. Uh, yeah. And that was like shot in the world of Piccadilly Circus, where they show these kinds of movies. And I know for a fact that this movie was on a Times Square marquee in the movie Shaft oh. from 1971. Oh, so, wow! Why didn't I catch that? It was in the IMDb. I saw that, but you know, I love that movie. In references, Shaft. probably. Yeah, right. In references. I rarely go to references. Uh, I, 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 it's my first stop because it just gives you the stats, yeah. and it sometimes has some trivia that leads you to looking up. There's stuff. a lot of links to that can get you outside of IMDb. But yeah, yeah. so you can go find all the reviews because they did the googling for you. I love that. But my problem about um, going to references, they'll say like it was reference in nerdy yeah. film guys right. YouTube video. Yeah, right. That's why I've sort of abandoned it. I really should go back. Yeah. So I don't know if you. I love the movie Shaft because one of the reasons I love it is that it was so like present day to the fact that he even had a calendar of 1971 on his wall the year uh-huh. ago and he's in Times Square and he goes to Gray's Papaya and he walks mm-hmm. up and down the the cinema so. I know for a fact that this movie pro- had to be playing in 1970 or 71 when they shot the film. So it's, yeah. It, yeah. But yeah, this film is pretty shallow. They're called Slap and Tickle, by the way. I don't get Slap and Tickle. Sounds like a bondage um, thing where you force tickle people. I think it me- it's more <clears throat> about you, the viewer. So like you, you go, huh? Because you got slapped in the face by something you saw on screen. Or you're titillated, like, ooh, hoo, hoo. Oh, I can you're titillated. And she never takes off the bottom. Like, you're tickled, like. Well, I get the slap like when part. A, when a radio announcer's like, says, we'll be right back with the reveal of such and such. It's called tickling your ass with a feather so that you come back. Huh. I guess that's what slap and tickle is. All right. Okay, so they're being charged and. Well, she's drinking again. She drinks in everything. It is extremely difficult to tell the princes from the paupers. Oh, excuse me. This is more classic, uh, more teaching. (laughs) Uh, I think I should watch it because it's going to be on the test. And there's the Bobby. Yeah. And there's the cranky. And there's the cranky guy. Uh, You should be doing your job. (laughs) 
Listen, man, you've been coming up to me every day telling me that. Don't you have a fucking life? <laughs> yeah, don't yeah. you have a job? Yeah. I'm a pensioner, I is. I don't go I don't go over to your jobs at uh Wimpy's and knock the hamburger off the grill. <laughs> you know England has a chain of restaurants called Wimpy's Burgers. Wimpy like, like in Popeye? Popeye? Yeah, like I'll I'll yeah. pay you Tuesday for a hamburger today. And Would uh, that be a special on Tuesdays? Yeah, maybe I would. I would probably. Wow, look at them! They're all huddling up in their bikini in their underwear. Maybe on Tuesdays you can pay for it with a card, but we won't charge it. Chill. It, did you ever see the Peter Cook and Dudley Moore in Bedazzled, where Peter Cook's the devil and he gives? Yeah, I uh, saw that film at your brother's recommendation. Yeah, so he works. Dudley Moore works as a wimpy's, where he's a, <laughs> he's the cook and he's in love with the woman at the counter. Gosh, I gotta see that film again. I remember all the um, uh, lives with the you know that the devil gave him and yeah. Well, the devil wishes. He would say like you know I want to be a pop star and he would sing this song I bedazzled you know it would be, <laughs> it would be like hey would you like an ice cream and it's like yeah devil sure so him and the devil take the bus over to the ice cream place. <laughs> I liked the new one. Did you, did you see the new yeah, one? Yeah, Elizabeth like Hurley that? and uh, Brendan Fraser. It was fine. It was yeah. San Francisco, I believe. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, that one was good. Yeah, Peter... I liked when he spoke Spanish and he was like, I'm sorry, I don't speak Spanish. And he goes, wait a minute. <laughs> right. Well, you know, like Peter Cook and Dudley Moore, they're known for Derek and Clive and and uh, beyond the, st- uh, the fringe. But if you listen to it uh, as with American ears, you go, ah. You know, like modern day American ears. What, oh, wait, what's going on, Carl? There's a bus. It's a rain. This is the inciting uh, conclusion. Well, it is the inciting incident, but it's weird how it's. Look, ca- she's drinking. Yes, she's drinking while the cops are attacking her. The cameraman's been on the floor, like, finally, upskirts. <laughs> But jokes on him, they're not wearing any uh, clothes. There's no skirts to go up. Now, this was well done. It was seriously choreographed. Choreographed. Each scene was, okay, I want you to come through here, and okay, we're going to lift you. It wasn't just like a free-for-all. Well, what they did was they played the Yakety Sack music, the Benny Hill music, and then they took that out in post-production. So that's, that's the reason why it looks so realistic. <laughs> Let's see what. You gotta be in the mood for Benny Hill, because some of the times it doesn't hold up. Hey, I tried. I tried to watch all eighteen DVDs, and it was it was rough going. I just picked random episodes because that's like it used to. I think it aired on Channel Nine in New York or Secaucus, New Jersey. Yeah, it was at a time in which we could all see it, like after school or something. Yeah, the 7 o'clock syndicated hour. Right. Just before you got to primetime 8 p.m., there was always the 7 o'clock, okay, dinner's over. Right. Here's something to warm you up. It would be like the Muppet. It would be like, and these shows were aimed for syndication. They were aimed for, for like, you have your newscast on your local channel, and then you have the Muppet show and Sha Na Na at 7, 7.30, or That's Entertainment hosted by Bob uh, Tom Bosley or something like that. Right, right. Tom Bosley, uh, Fonzie's, uh, Richie's dad. Richie's dad, not Fonzie's dad. Right, Richie's yeah. dad. Okay, so I think they have a verdict. 
I'm sending these men where they cannot be entering into any competition. I, 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 I mean, uh, where they will not be able to corrupt members of society. Now, you will each of you go to prison for a term of three years. Honor, I would like to take leave to appeal. Nonsense. We all adjourn for lunch. Uh, and it's also vegetarian lunch. Your Honor! Prison. Really, three years? Did you say that? I'm telling you, the, the educational system is fucked. For a teacher to go to jail. I don't hear you well. I know, I had the wrong mic up. Oh. I, I was saying that uh, it's, a, it's a joke of our educational system. <laughs> but let's keep listening because something will happen. Oh, no, that's right. I remember now. Nothing bloody well happened. The end. Yeah. Produce. The, the judge walked off with... The sexy bar- uh, barrister? I don't know. I don't get it. And that's the anyway, end. that was it. All right. Uh, hey! Ladies and gentlemen, woo-hoo. we did it. We watched the full-length movie on YouTube, and it was pretty easy because the movie happened. was about 75 minutes long. A school... <laughs> no, I keep saying a school, but it's school for sex. School for sex. What do you think, Carl? Can I do Carl? a theme song? I thought it was... Uh, like you, it was good, but then it should have ended. It should have ended way or you know. Sorry, and that was me moving again. Do you think they should have... Uh, oh, ooh, I like the theme song. Go ahead. Let's watch a full-length movie on you. Uh, I messed it up? With oh, that's it. Let's watch a full-length movie on you. With who? With me, Michael Spiegelman. Let's watch a full-length movie. On YouTube with whom? My me, Goldman. Michael Spiegel, me. All right, ladies and gentlemen. I'm we, Carl, not Spiegelman. Okay. So we are very excited because it's the part of the show where we could take a sigh, a, a breath of relief that our full length movie is over. over. Yeah, that <laughs> shit was over. But next week we're going to watch a new movie. If you listen all the way through, it's probably because you subscribe to our podcast, which we recommend. L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T is our name. And we also do this stream live. And we've got a lot of new people on our Facebook page. So if you yeah. listen to us because of that, Thank you, man. The system works. Next week, we're watching a really bad movie. And this one was from 2013. And it's definitely on my list of the decade's worst movies. You know I'm doing a list. Yeah? Oh, no. Now I'm learning. Yeah. Well, I'm doing a list of the decade's worst movies. And this one is on it. It's called Escape from Tomorrow. Uh, Let's watch the trailer. Once it loads up. What's the publisher? Escape from Tomorrow. Uh, This is Film Buff. Uh, YouTube Movies is what is the name of the... Uh, okay, okay. People come here because they want to feel safe. Bad things happen everywhere. Especially here. Unlike anything we've seen before, probably unlike something. This movie was shot in Disneyland, I believe, in California. 
Uh, and sounds right. And it was the first movie. There is a new movie coming out where they also shot it unofficially. Uh, they shot it in Disneyland. Escape from Tomorrow. So the gimmick is they shot an art house movie on the premises of uh, Disneyland without Disneyland knowing. But yeah. the, the reason we're watching it is that the movie, regardless of where it's shot, it's really, really bad. You disagree? In this movie, no, I totally agree. In this movie, it keeps on beginning a plot. You think a plot is coming? Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. But it, it doesn't. Yeah. Yeah, it's really bad. So you go, cool, they shot a secret movie inside Disneyland. And then when you yeah. watch it, you go, oh my God, I can't believe yeah, I'm watching that this. would have been. Would have been cool. But they, apparently there's a new movie coming out where they shot it on, in Disney, secretly in Disneyland. And it isn't like art house shit. So. Mm-hmm. so this is the original. They did it first. Like our show, we did this first. <laughs> yeah, you know, the cooler, funnier comedians might rip off our idea one of these days. But we did. we were the first ones. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Carl, you could say if you enjoy Carl, he performs in the Bay Area, not just last week's show, but everywhere. And you could check out Carl Sucks, right? Yes, Carl Sucks. Or I'm proud to announce that I now have the URL CarlSucks.com. Wow, you're moving up. You got a dot com. <laughs> yeah, it'll just link you to Carl Sucks. Oh, nonetheless, right. All right. <laughs> Well, uh, you could find me, I guess, on Twitter at Spiegelmania, and uh, I'm going to be performing. I have a show at Kavika's Ocean Beats Deli here in San Francisco in about a couple hours. So, oh, uh, um, is uh, what's his name? But roast beef will be on it. Roast beef sandwich. That's right. Roast beef sandwich will be on it, as well as beef and cheddar because it's a Sunday, and that's the special. Uh-huh. Yeah, I like beef and cheddar. It's a hearty <laughs> set. A very hearty set. So I love to see you guys. I do that the last Sunday of every month. So if you're in San Francisco and you happen to be by the beach, come on by the deli for a fantastic comedy show. That's been our time. Carl, thank you so much for making this happen. Thank you for watching School for Sex three times this week. I appreciate (laughs) it. As well as watching Escape from Tomorrow, which definitely I appreciate. And audience, yeah, yeah, we'll see you next week. All right? All right. All right. Thanks, Mike. Yep. Thanks, Carl. Bye. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube With Mike Spiegelman Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube With Mike Spiegelman Hi, this is Carl. I wrote this song. I'm Mike's friend. My turn-ons are satin sheets. I love to be outdoors. Follow me on Twitter. Jokes to call. The French duh, not the duh duh. Let's watch a of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of mutinyradio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. 
They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. Mutiny Radio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit face McRat. <laughs> Asiento, take a seat at Asiento on 21st and Bryant. Meet friends for a drink, have delicious tapas, and a relaxed community atmosphere. Asiento, honestly, is a wonderful place. They have incredible bartenders and board games all over the walls, trivia on Mondays, Taco Tuesdays, First Wednesday, live jazz, live DJs Thursday, parties. The food is darn good special happy hour prices all night long with your mutiny radio comedy festival ticket march 1st through 5th check out the schedule at www.asientosf.com come take a seat i had a date there and it did not go well but it wasn't the fault of the place they're very nice asiento For a burger, Mutiny Radio thinks you'll find the best burger in San Francisco at Counter Offer, located inside Bender's Bar and Grill. Counter Offer's menu aims to please your drunk face. Tater tots are served daily. On Tuesday nights, Counter Offer serves specials off the Taco Bell menu, only better. You can enjoy your favorite Taco Bell item without the guilt. Counter Offer uses only fresh ingredients and never store bought shit. Special ingredients are made from scratch daily, including beans, ketchup, mustard, habanero sauce, and ranch dressing. Counter Offer even serves vegan mac and cheese. All of this great food is served 2 p.m. to 10 p.m. daily and until 11 p.m. on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Counter Offer is located inside Bender's Bar and Grill at 806 South Van S. Be sure to tell them Mutiny sent you. Counter Offer, baby. To Mutiny Radio at mutinyradio.fm. It's a great place to listen to crazy things. Subliminal SF visual and auditory mind control brings you the best, coolest t shirt and hoodie designs and mind bending local bands and shows at venues all over San Francisco and the Bay Area. Subliminal SF is here to destroy your sense of normalcy and plant ideas in your skull to make you cooler and a more awesome person. Check out all the badass products at subliminalsf.myshopify.com. That's subliminalsf.myshopify.com. And experience Subliminal SF.
welcome. Bender's Bar and Grill, located at 806 South Van Ness in the Mission District of San Francisco. Your favorite bar with awesome bartenders, rotating local art, and a killer back patio. It's a great place to hang out and play one of their two pool tables or old school pinball machine with a tasty adult beverage. Live music every Saturday for only $5, Bender's brings you face-melting metal and rock and roll. The last Friday of the month, punk rock and schlock delivers super fun karaoke with Aileen. Come on, what's not to like? They even have counter-offer inside frying up the tots with sexy hot burgers for your face. Open every day at 2 p.m. Their happy hour goes till 7 p.m. Bender's is proud to be a sponsor of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival because they're an awesome community asset to the dirtbags who keep art alive in the mission. Bender's Bar and Grill. Hi, welcome to My Limited View. I am your host, Sergio Novoa. And I'm your co-host, Vanessa Wilkins. Join us every Tuesday from 12 to 2 at mutinyradio.fm as we share stories, our personal stories. And struggles and challenges. And we'll also have guests come in and share their stories. And hopefully through all this, we can expand our view. Or your view. Yes, and there'll be plenty of dick jokes, so don't worry. It's not always going to be heavy. Yeah, I might even share black hair tips. Black hair tips. Don't know anything about it. Sorry. All so, on my limited view. Yes. Every Tuesday from 12 to 2. Uh, oh, you can if you can also find us on Apple Podcasts. Oh, yeah. And Google Play. And Stitcher. iTunes. Oh, you already said that. TuneIn Radio. Uh, Stitcher, you said that. Spotify. Oh, my God. There's just so many. And Overcast. Um, yes, you can also find us on social media, M as in Mary, L as in Larry, P as in Peter, podcast, MOV podcast is our handle. Until next time, I hope you're enjoying your view. Yes. Bye. Bye. That, that kind of sucked balls. Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's underground comics. It's a great showcase and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere $5 every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because $5, I mean that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere $5 is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So then all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse. Or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. <laughs> Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be 
Like in front of an audience? Like other than like squirrels, dogs, and dead peasants? Oh, shoot. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things to you before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dag nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! Mutiny Radio listener, it's that time of year again. March 1st through 5th, it's time for the 4th Annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. Over 40 comics, 25 shows, 5 days, all here at Mutiny Radio, 2781 21st Street at Florida Street. 25 shows, 5 days, amazing comics from all over the United States here in San Francisco to entertain you with 25 differently themed shows hosted by local San Francisco comedians, bringing you comedians from all over the United States here. Everything will be live, live streaming and podcast post. Get your tickets, $10 a show, 25 shows, a million laughs. It's the fourth annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival brought to you by Benders, Counter Offer and Subliminal SF.
Check, 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 check. What's that? Czechoslovakia. So moist in here. Check, 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 check. Check, hi, Dave. Uh, we want to check this amplifier?
fucking great. Yeah, Pigs of Light up next. My arch nemesis, Robbie Derby. The only real enemy I've ever had. Interesting, because everyone seems to like it.